This is EF's Language Teaching Podcast, episode number two. I'm Benjamin Delahaye, your host. I oversee academics at EF International Language Centers. In the second episode, we talk to Alexis Piper, academic director of EF Santa Barbara. She speaks about her career, starting as a summer teacher for EF and becoming an academic director. She will share advice on what makes a great class. She will be interviewed by Emma Tudor, who oversees academics for EF International Language Centers in North America. If you would like to become a teacher for EF Education First, visit our website, ef.com careers. Again, that is ef.com careers. And now, enjoy episode two. Hi, my name's Emma Tudor. Um, I work at EF. I am the Director of Academic Management, and I work with the 14 schools that we have across North America in the US and Canada. Um, as part of my job, I visit some of the schools. Uh, at the moment, I'm here on the West Coast in Santa Barbara, which is one of our biggest schools at the moment. Uh, we have about 1,200 students. Uh, it's our peak week. This summer is a busy time for us. So I'm here in the school to um, help assist with the academic director and with the, the teachers. Um, so it's a busy place to be. You might hear some students in and out of the office, um, but it's a, a lively energy, uh, a good place to be. And I'm here with Alexis Piper, who's the academic director. Um, Alexis, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get into the, uh, the world of academics? All right. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, so I actually started my career in academics kind of on a whim. I was looking for a career that would allow me to travel and to work with people. Um, and I investigated the um, TESOL certificate at UCSB. Went through that program, loved it, and graduated, and got my first job teaching here at EF Santa Barbara Great. as a temporary <laughs> summer teacher with one of our Vietnamese groups. Great. So it's funny that you you mentioned how you got into the TESOL world, which is always quite interesting with uh, the, the teachers and how people decide to kind of get into this career path. Mm -hmm. So you have quite a large team in Santa Barbara, right? Yes. How many teachers do you have? Uh, currently, we have about 50. Okay. Yeah. And from those teachers, um, do you think a lot of them got into TESOL in a similar way and in a similar path as you or were there different? I do. Yeah. I think that is very much the case, especially here in Santa Barbara. Um, a lot of people enjoy travel, uh, new experiences, and the cool thing about our team is that quite a few people actually come and go. So they'll be here for a couple years and then they'll say, you know what, I need an adventure. I'm going to take a leave and go travel and then they call me up when they're on their way back to the States and, hey, do you need me? Um, so that's been a cool thing about uh, this school in particular. Where do they go? Um, Lena, one of our teachers, loves to go and do trek in Japan and Vietnam. Um, other people like to go. We've had a lot of people go to South America, Central America, come back, Europe. Uh, a few people in Japan, actually. So all over. Yeah. Really good. yeah. Great. Very cool. Um, so you have uh, over 50 teachers right now. That's mm -hmm. a pretty large team. It is. So you've, you've done, have you done all the recruitment for that? Yeah? Yes. So thinking about your teachers and when you're uh, recruiting those, um, what qualities do you really look for when, uh, when hiring your teachers? Um, I think most importantly, flexibility, enthusiasm, passion, and also commitment. That's pretty, that's pretty big to me. Um, somebody who has 
a, a history of following through in jobs or whatever it might be. Um, that's probably one of the most important things. Do you um, tend to require a specific amount of experience or, or do you also recruit uh, newly qualified teachers? Here, uh, because we live in such a, um, what's the word? We live where there are so many schools, so many universities. Um, we actually have quite a few teachers kind of fresh off the, the university campus, um, kind of their first real solid teaching gig outside of, you know, TAing or things like that. Um, but also we have quite a few really solid teaching professionals. A lot of people come and teach here in the summer when they are not teaching in public school. Um, they enjoy doing that uh, as well. So we have quite an interesting group, a wide range of levels. So those teachers who maybe have just finished their TESOL certificate, whether that's a CELTA or um, you know, a, a Trinity, uh, one of those certificates. What um, what would be one tip you could give to that person to uh, be a successful teacher? Always have a backup plan. <laughs> that is my best <laughs> advice to any teacher, but especially a new teacher. Uh huh. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also with a large team, I imagine. Um, you know, there's, there's, as a manager, there's probably a lot of uh, cause to um, offer kind of motivational strategies and techniques uh, to keep such a large team, you know, especially teaching, it can get quite um, uh, tiring, yeah. especially, you know, when you're working a heavy load. Yeah. Um, so with those teachers mm -hmm. um, and such a large team, mm -hmm. what do you typically do to kind of motivate them and have fun with your team? Um, I think it's important to get to know your team outside of the classroom as well. Um, not necessarily hanging out outside of the classroom, um, but getting to know what drives them. Um, you know, asking how was the weekend and, and actually listening to what they have to say and, and hearing what they like to do and um, learning a little bit about their families and, you know, their real, you know, what drives them every day. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, kind of just, you know, you develop a, a relationship beyond just the classroom. Um, and then that also helps me with relating to people, finding the best way I can motivate them, um, you know, also knowing my team and knowing who has the ability to be flexible and who doesn't because, you know, they have a family or whatever else might be going on. Um, so that helps me better prepare and ask the right people the right questions. So I guess get, getting to know them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And it's important. And it's nice. It's nice to know who you're working with and, you know, um, be invested in each other. Yeah. And uh, so you were a teacher as well. I was. Yeah. Um, for how many years were you a teacher? Ah, about three and a half or four years here at this school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have any teaching tips that you'd share with us? Um, yeah, I think, like I said, always have a plan B, maybe C, D, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, and just be ready to be flexible. Um, additionally, I think one of the things that I did a really good job of and learned quickly how to do um, was f relating to your students and finding a way to engage them by talking about their actual lives or something that means something to them. Um, you know, even teaching a really basic, boring to them grammar point, um, instead of drilling them with pre-made sentences from a book um, that mean nothing to them, kind of introducing the point and then having them produce sentences that are real to them 
talking about their lives, using the grammar point to talk about themselves. Um, that is very useful and you see much better results. So kind of personalization might be something you'd say would be a kind of teaching basic that that you should have. Absolutely. Any other kind of basic teaching uh, tips? Um, I think visuals, using the whiteboard or whatever board you might have, um, more than you think is necessary. Uh, That was something I struggled with as a teacher at first. Um, I thought it was overkill to kind of always use these visuals. Um, And also comprehension checks. It's one of my favorite things and it's kind of a basic idea, but never asking the question, are there any questions? Uh, Kind of a pet peeve of mine. And so just making sure that you're checking comprehension in a real way. And is that something, so as academic director, you do lots of observations on your teachers. Is that something that you would look for when doing an observation? Ask them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And even myself, you know, in the way that I talk with people, um, with my team, I'm always comprehension checking what I've already said to them. (laughs) So practicing what I preach as well. Yeah. Any other things that you specifically look for when doing observations? Um... I think confidence is probably uh, one of the most important things, especially in a busy summertime. Um, You know, even if you aren't exactly sure what you're doing, faking it till you make it actually is quite an important concept. Um, And then, of course, you know, regrouping and figuring out how to really understand what you're doing. Um, do, you think confidence. It's, do you think it's okay to say you don't know to a student if you're not sure? Certainly. What, I you... think that's better than lying or um, telling the wrong thing and then having to, to answer for that later. Right. Yeah. Cool. Good. Uh, so just then my final question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could tell teachers mm-hmm. uh, who are maybe looking for a, a teaching job, mm-hmm. um, why, would you, why would you say they should choose EF? Um, honestly, I have felt beyond supported throughout my entire time here. Um, And also, um, you know, pretty free to be creative, um, be entrepreneurial, come up with my own ideas, my own ways of doing things as long as they, you know, work. Uh, There's not much, um, there's not much you have to answer for and you're encouraged to do those things. Um, And, you know, just feeling like the work I do is appreciated uh, and I have plenty of room for growth. I've been through, I've taught every single program the school had to offer, transitioned into the office, and here I sit as the academic director um, just a few short years later. So it's been really fun and lots of fun opportunities along the way, conferences, meetings, meeting all kinds of great people. It's a great place. What's the one best thing you like about EF? The people. (laughs) The people. Certainly. Um, Okay, great. Um, And if any teachers are interested in working at EF Santa Barbara, where do you usually post those positions? Um, Usually in Santa Barbara, it is Craigslist, um, some local places like the Independent, um, and then also different universities. So like UCSB is a big place that we'll recruit for summer. yeah. Do you advertise also with kind of CELTA programs or Oxford Seminar type programs? Um, we have a really large TESOL program at UCSB. Okay. So I usually kind of recruit from that point. Um, I've had success without having to go too far outside of Santa Barbara. Yeah. So it's been nice. Great. Well, thank you so much, Alexis. Thank you. Uh, thanks for all your 
tips and advice and it was nice chatting thank you likewise <laughs> that was EF's language teaching podcast episode number two if you would like to become a teacher for EF visit the website ef.com slash careers again that is ef.com slash careers theme music credit out of school by Jazzar I am Benjamin Delahaye your host thank you for listening don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for more episodes you